Amen. That's how y'all do it in Appleton. <laughs> Amen. They doing the same thing with Jeff. They go crazy. Hey, but I just thank God for being here today. Um, I was just with y'all pastor in Alabama. He's going to have encouraging words for y'all. We got ref- We had to refocus a little bit. And um just want to say thank God for just bringing me here. I told Jeff, I said, man, let's switch, man. <laughs> because I, you, God put me on my heart, y'all on my heart. To, I had to speak to y'all. I got a word for you. I hope you take notes. I always tell people, man, so you won't forget. So you be able to fight. Notes help you fight. <laughs> so you can be saved, but you got to learn how to fight to stay saved. Hallelujah. Thank God uh, for my armor bearer who came out with me, Big Jeff. That's I mean, Big George. <laughs> uh, so praise God. And, just, and, and in a while back, I just wanted to understand how Milwaukee took place a little bit. In my life, I was, I, I was pastoring that Teen Challenge ministry. And they said that it was a church that the pastor had walked away, and so they needed a pastor. So I was like, I wasn't thinking about it. So I get a call from Bishop Harvey of Parkline Ministry. And he called me. I was like, Robert, man, such and such. And I wasn't thinking about nothing big like that. Listen, how many of us know we get comfortable where we at? And, and you'd be like, no, but he the same God. If you go to it, it's enough grace in that position for you. And I, I ended up just driving one day, and the Holy Spirit led me to just stop on 56 in Burlock. I was doing homework for ministry school. And I just happened to look up. This is a regular day, and Pastor Aaron was walking through the yard picking up paper. And I was like, I jumped out the car. I said, man, what's up? He was like, what's up, Robert? Man, we hugged. He told me about the place. Man, you want to come here and preach a couple times? I said, cool, man. He's like, we'll, we'll make sure you're straight, too. And that's what I was like, that's even better. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be down here on time. So I ended up coming. And, and it just, that's how God begin and so they they was looking around for other pastors so I preached a couple of times it's like well Pastor Ryan was like well we're gonna uh, we'll get back with you and let you know and all that so I was sending my wife to the church I said get over there and see what's going on and all that so she got back that night she got back somebody else preaching then I'm laying in the bed I came out ministry pretty late and I'm just looking I ain't saying no I said sweetheart I said uh, how was it who was preaching over there she said, some young man said, and I was like, was he any good? She was like, whatever God got for you, sweetheart, it's, it's yours. Whatever, she said, whatever God got for you, don't worry about if he preached or whatever. It's your, if it's yours, he's going to give it to you. And it blew my mind. I looked at her like, okay. And so, thank God for my wife. And I left that alone. And so, as time went on, they chose me. They said, Robert, you're the one. We keep praying. God keeps showing you. And it was a shift in my life. God was becoming greater. I just want you to understand that. And I went through hell at Teen Challenge. And before that, my life, you know my testimony. And just to get, it, it, this is what's going on in this, 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 era, this time in your life is it's good for you. I need you to understand that. Sitting in this movie theater is, is good for you. You're going to see the end result. God is, he's going to shift. And there's a shift taking places at all uh, four campuses in uh, uh, Germantown, Appleton, Brookfield. And and then Milwaukee, there's a shift taking place, y'all. And it's going to affect our homes and our jobs and everything we touch. Listen, there's a shift taking place. 
And if you don't understand the shift, man, all things will break out. All type of stuff will break out. Your, your tongue get loose. Your mind get loose. But God sent me here today to give you a word. And the title of my message today, he must become greater and it's understanding the shift. He must become greater understanding the shift. Father God, I just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for being so good to us, so kind, so loving. And Lord God, I ask that this word that goes forth, that it will not return void. God, I came here as a messenger. And Lord, so I ask that you deliver the message in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, my main text is John 3. And it says this, uh, verse starting at verse 22. It's after this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Jordan countryside where they spent some time with them and baptized. Now, John also was baptizing in Anan and Salem because there was plenty of water. Keep that in your head. And people were coming and being baptized. This was before John was put in prison. And an argument developed between some of John's disciples and the certain Jews over the matter of ceremonial washing. And they came to John and said to him, teacher, the man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. To this, John replied, the person, a person can receive only what is given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said I am I am not the Messiah, but I was sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him. And it is full of joy. And when he hears the bridegroom's uh, voice, that joy is mine. And it is now complete. He must become greater. I must become less. And so you just got to understand that this shift right now, look, it's designed. Shifts are designed to make Jesus become greater. Just want you to understand that. And John the Baptist was sent to prepare the way for the Lord, but God gave John 12 disciples to help him to usher his son into the world. But John's disciples lost sight of the purpose, and we always talk about the why. They lost sight of the why. But John the leader said to his disciples in verse 28, he said, You yourselves can testify that I said I am not the Christ. I am sent ahead of him. He had to reiterate what 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 as they go on because as you go on in the ministry and then things ain't moving and things start to change and you don't know what's going on, you start to lose sight of the why and the purpose and why you were sent here. And so he said, and so, and this is what God was saying, not losing sight of leadership, the leadership's mission statement and the vision and the instructions of the word will help you uh, to remain stable in, in the shift. Not losing sight of the mission statement, the vision, and the word of God that Jeff puts inside of y'all, that he hears from the top. You know, no, you can't, you, can't, you can't lose sight of that. And I was just reminded of Jesus when he got in the boat. He, before he got on the boat, you read the story, he said, we're going to the other side. So no matter how the storm, how, how it got crazy, how the winds blew, how it looked, and that, listen, he already spoke. God got y'all a building. God got more people coming, but you don't see it now. This is good for you because you're going to respect that when it comes. This is good. Amen. Understand, God will always shift your world. The definition of shift is to change unpredictably. And the shift is like eternal life bullying time. Jesus was eternal, put on a body, became like us. Lazarus in the grave four days. He chilling. He stayed where he was. <laughs> Who does that? Because he was eternal. 
Matter of fact, Jesus was the shift. So when he got there, amen, he was able to cause Lazarus out. That's what a shift is all about. It's about time, you know, mingling with eternal life. You can't understand it. This is good for you. A shift is God's sovereign power, positioning the chosen. Ephesians 1.11, it says, In him you were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with his purpose and his will. He's positioning in the chosen. This is all this is doing. Right now, what's going on right now behind the scenes, look, y'all ain't ready for it just yet. God got a little more work to do. We're going to talk about it. And I went back to my mess and shifts. Listen, I always used to go back. I got saved and I got saved. And when bad times come, I left God, did this and all that. Because I didn't understand that I needed faith for the shift. Listen, all shifts, you can't see it. And he said, my righteous shall live by faith. And faith, I always teach that in the Milwaukee campus. I got two parts for it. The, faith, the, the, the definition of faith is confident expectations in the presence and the power and the provision of the unseen God. And that's faith in, in the person of God. Because sometimes you ain't going to hear from God. You just got to trust who he is, what he's already said. And that's what it goes back to the leadership in the beginning. Hold on to the word. Jesus already spoke before they got in the boat. We're going to the other side. Amen. And so part two is absolute belief and trust in the command of God. And that is faith in the word of God. Faith in, is, is, is putting total trust in who he is and, and total trust in the word of God. You might not hear nothing, man. Y'all come in here week after week and, and it seems like ain't nothing going on. But I'm telling you, God is at work. So it takes faith. To understand the shift, because he must become greater, and you must understand the shift. He's becoming greater, and he's becoming greater. You got to get that in your spirit. Main point one, in the shift, anger is used and words are loose when there's a lack of knowledge, when we don't understand things. You know, it's like that in Milwaukee. I go through it all the time. In verse 24, it said this was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between uh, some of the John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, teacher, the one who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, uh, the one you testified about, look, everybody, he is baptized and everybody is going to him. Jesus never baptized nobody. It was training taking place. But, but, but you notice that things that don't matter start to come up. Arguments. You see, an argument broke out when they didn't understand. John said, look, man, look, I'm just here to prepare the way for the Lord. They forgot the why. They forgot the why. Anger and senseless arguments and discussions continue while Jesus was becoming greater. It continued. John 17, 10 says this. However, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now, the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? Among the crowds, there were widespread whispering about him. Some said he is a good man. Others replied, no, he deceives the people. No one... But no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the leaders. And you got to understand, when Jesus become greater, it'd be a lot of whispering. A lot of mumbling under the breath. This ain't right. And guess what, girl? You know, such and such. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to help you understand the shift. 
so we can get it right. God is here to line it back up. And then shifts words are loose even in the body of Christ. Listen, uh, uh, Psalms 31, uh, 31, uh, 39 one says this. I said, I will watch my ways. I will keep my tongue from sin. He said, I will put a muzzle on my mouth. I will put a muzzle on my mouth. He said, I will watch my ways. And I will keep my tongue from sin. So if you around somebody that's talking about the shift, don't understand the shift, they talk a lot. And you saying, listen, I got to watch my way, even though I have to back up for somebody, because I understand what's going on now. It's like God is behind the scenes preparing some things for Appleton, for Life Church in Appleton. This is good for you. This is what the Holy Spirit just been put, dropping in my spirit for y'all. This is good for you. So when you in here, you got to learn how to praise God. Because it's coming. Because sometimes when you don't understand something, you don't praise him like you should. See, I'm telling you, if you learn to praise him in the bad times, whoo, you man, you made it. And it's not about the good or the bad times. It's about who he is. God is moving here in Appleton. Even in leadership, it can, words can be loose. And Marion and uh, Aaron, they, they thought that Moses, like, we, we got the same gift he got. Even in leadership. They can talk in leadership. And that's even worse when the leadership get to talking. Talking about Jeff or whatever. You know, I'm just putting it in. I'm not blaming nobody. I'm just saying. If you is, that's on you. But I'm saying... They thought that. And look, she broke out with leprosy. And I, I thought about, why did she break out with leprosy? Because she was the initiator. You got to watch what you initiate. The little mumbles and grumbles. It ain't nothing like a complainer. because I can, I can hear that a little bit, but still we don't want to deal with that. But the grumblers, those that talk up under their breath, when they don't understand the shift. God is lining us up today. The disciple said in verse 26, the one you testified about, everybody is going to him. They didn't even call Jesus by the name. They knew his name. They said the one you testified about, <laughs> everybody going to him. And what, what, what's going on is this, always respect leadership. This is what God sent me here. To, I, it's just burning in my heart. Always respect leadership, even above them. And I'm going to tell you, Pastor Aaron and Pastor Ryan and Pastor Jeff, I'm always in They're hard in the right place. We're trying to get it. We're like, Lord, what's going on? Sometimes we don't even understand. And he needs to be loved. I'm telling you, as a leader, as a pastor, we go through so much. But I always tell Jeff, man, find your strength in the Lord. Sometimes you don't understand the shift. And it's just saying, keep your mouth off leadership. Keep your mouth off the circumstances and just say, Lord, we trust you. Jesus must become greater. Main point two, in the shift, it breaks routine. Uh, verse 26, well, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. And, 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 and he was becoming greater. You know, when Jesus is becoming greater, routines are broke. You know, even in Milwaukee, it was a church there before us. And so, and we loved on them. Uh, the, the church that was there before us, we loved on them, central, but it was a shift. It was a routine, and man, a lot of stuff broke loose. A lot of talking was going on, but that's what happens. It break, a shift breaks routine. Jesus came on the scene and shifted the whole atmosphere. Yeah. 
But it was designed to make him greater. This is a quote from Alvin Toffler. They said, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read or write, but those who cannot learn or unlearn or relearn some things. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, he said, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. But the church got stuck in its own ways, got stuck in its routines. It just become a routine coming to church. And I, no, I'm looking for something. I'm coming on purpose and I'm looking for God to bless me. I'm looking to come in here and worship him with all my heart. And even when first guests come, I, it just, you got to set the atmosphere. Because guess what Christ is? He's in us. He is the shift. The leaders in Jesus' day, they missed his glory because they was caught in routine. They were so caught up. They, had, they were scholars. They was expert in the scriptures. And, you know, they knew the word inside out, but he was the word. They didn't even recognize the living word because they was caught up in routine. And people that get caught up in routine, they miss it. You're always coming looking for something new. Like, God, what are you doing today? How are you going to speak? I'm expecting God. I'm, I'm chasing after him. I'm cleaving. That's what cleaves me. I'm chasing after him. Verse 27, it said, to this John replied, a man can only receive what's given to him from above. And so jealousy breaks out in routine when there's a, a enough water for everybody. Jesus was over there in the water. I always see they over here and he over there baptizing. They over there baptizing all the disciples. They just over there chilling. I could just see Jesus far off. Like, it's enough. I told you, you remember, it's enough water for everybody. So I'm around y'all leader. Sometimes he's frustrated. He won't say nothing. You know, we be in leadership meetings and stuff like that, but the Lord will, you know. And, 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 I, and one day I just told Jeff, I walked up to him. I said, there's enough water for everybody. I had to encourage your leader. He, he, man, he goes through. But that's my brother in Christ, but he's my homeboy. That's just my language. <laughs> Amen. It's, it's enough water. And that's what I told him. It's enough water. And, and this is good for y'all. What y'all going through, y'all going to see the increase. But you got to line your attitudes up. God said you got to change your attitude. You got to walk out of here different. That's why notes are very important. And, and li listen, he, it's, it's already done. We, we in the finished work. <laughs> There's nothing to be sad about. Main point three, in the shift, you cannot figure out God's plan. Verse 28, it said, you, you yourselves can testify that I said I, I am not the Messiah, but I'm sent ahead of him. John the Baptist, he didn't even know. He said, look, he said, I won't even know who he was unless he who sent me told me the one you baptized, he is the one. He is the son of God. John said he didn't even know. So in shifts, you don't understand. You don't know some things. And I'm glad I don't know some things. I don't need to know it. That's, that's God's, you know, that's his job. I don't want to know everything. But he didn't even know anything. That's what a ship is all about. It, it's unseen. You can't see it. It's like the wind. The Greek word for spirit is wind. Sometimes you can feel it, but you can't see it. Sometimes you don't even feel the wind. <sighs> Hallelujah. The writer John says in John 3, 8, it said, verse, verse 8, 
The wind blows wherever it pleases. He said, you hear a sound, but you cannot tell where it has come from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit works in ways that we can't predict or understand when he's becoming greater. See, I told you Jesus was the shift. <laughs> and he was becoming greater, and they couldn't even understand. Matter of fact, I was wondering why they were still with John. Why John still got disciples? I wonder what happened to them after, you know, John. But they kept coming back. Remember when he died, they brought his body to Jesus, things like that. But I'm just saying, but John was letting them know. It was like he didn't. They had a leader that, tell, that, that gave them proper instructions. I told you that I was sent ahead of them. Don't forget the why. Things have to be revealed in shifts. And Paul's prayer in Ephesians uh, to the Ephesians church in Ephesians 1 17 it said keep asking he said to keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ in Ephesians 1 17 the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you to the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people and that's what Paul was just praying, that, you know, shifts are, you, you can't, they have to be revealed. And so Paul is saying, man, look, and how do, how do things get revealed to me? I was telling, I think we lack fellowship. It's when I spend more time with God, I come out with the coldest sermons. <laughs> or loving my wife better. Or knowing what to do. Or he ain't even speak, he just, you see, when God is not speaking, he's directing And I just moved to places and, you know, a shift. It's taking place. I came out the office yesterday, I leaving the church, and just checked on it, see if the building was clean. Man, they take care of that building, man. And, brother, that's our responsibility. Take care of it. Whatever God's calling us to do. I just look and this happened to go like this. It was a young lady sitting there. Should she decide to keep her baby or kill it? And you know she heard from the Lord. She heard from the Lord. You know a shift. It will move you until you. But but you know we complaining and we just not. We focus on our problems and everything. We can't see nothing. Listen, we can't forget the why. It's about people being saved. That's what we exist. Life Church exists to lead people to experience life change in Jesus. We can't forget the why. Sometimes we come to church about us. We won't even say hi to a new believer, you know, somebody that's just coming in. It gets selfish after a while when it's routine make you selfish. But I'm telling you, God, is this is good for you. Everybody that's about to be blessed in the Bible, they had to go through the desert. This dry place is a good thing. Because when God bring you out, y'all, all y'all going to look back and be like this. Hmm. God is faithful. I'm here to encourage you today. Hallelujah. We can't figure out the shift. It will affect all our campuses, our jobs, our homes, our relationships. It will even affect your relationship. Don't even worry about it. You know, your marriage and all. It looks like it's going, is this a part of the shift? But you just got to say, husband, love your wives. As Christ loved the church. That means I don't operate by my how I feel. I just operate by his word. 
That's what faith is. Wives, respect your husbands. Respect them. And it's just, I don't operate. I want to disrespect them. But what does the word say? And that's how we fight. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I choose joy. It's just, that's how, when I learned that secret, my life took off a little bit. And we have to understand that Romans 28 says this, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good, for them that love the Lord and been called according to his purpose. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And see, those type of verses I hold on to in a shift. That, that's what it is, just holding on to the word. He already spoke. I'm not looking at my circumstances. It's, it, that's what faith is. It's just taking God at his word. I'm not looking at my circumstances. I got a verse for everything in the Bible. There's a verse for everything in the Bible. Anything you go through, there's a verse for it. And we need to start holding on to the word because there's a shift taking place, and we don't understand it sometimes. But God has come to give you a word today. And this ministry started with the shift. That affected Abraham's whole life. Took me all the way back to the beginning. When, 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 when God came to Abraham and, and the Lord said to Abraham, uh, go from your, your country, your, your people, and your father's household to a land I will show you. <laughs> a shift took place. It started with a shift. Come on now. And I was just thinking, like, to a place that I will show you, that's not good directions. That's, that's God's money. Lord, that's God's money. You'll be, <laughs> you be looking at God. That's how you be looking at him. But, but to a, look, leave your country. Look, we always thinking, like, go to a place, like, down around the corner or something. Go, go to that gas station right there. I'll meet you right there. But he said, leave your country. That's just like... I said, well, I wonder would we be ready if God told us to go to Africa or something and stay or Asia. It's enough grace for it. Whatever he, whatever he give you, you just got to wait on it. Uh, Paul told Timothy, he said, he said he was dealing with all these teachers in, in, in Ephesus. And one of the things that stuck out to me was Paul told him, he said, with great patience, to do your job with great patience. And that wasn't just a regular word, man. That stuck out to me. Because difficult people, man. Whew. He said, upon this rock, I build my church. And sometimes we be thinking the, the, the building, the churches, the building and all this type of stuff. We be all in left, left field. The building is people. And it can get difficult sometimes. Jesus told, gave his disciples, he said, here, according to history, it was 20,000 people out there. He told his disciples, go, go feed the 5,000 with the five loaves of bread, two fish. That's a lot of hard work. Listen, a lot of hard work is coming. So if you complain now, you're going to mess it up. If you don't get it now, you're going to mess it up. If you can't handle a movie theater with understanding, see, the devil rules by ignorance. The Greek word for the the Greek word for darkness is, is is death, destruction, and ignorance. He rules by what you don't know. That's what darkness means in the Bible. 
when I found that out, I was like, man, I see why he said my people perish for lack of knowledge. Because then when it, it even, it's even worse when you do get it and you don't hold on to it. That's how the devil rules. And he, it said he's the prince of darkness. He's the prince of ignorance. He's by far ignorant, but he rules by it. He rules by it. And so God came today and gave you a word that this is good for you. You're going to respect what's coming. You're going to be able to help somebody else that's going to go through, through the same things because everybody got to go through the desert. Man, you look at my testimony. I'm telling you, I, I didn't even think I was going to make it. But he was faithful. It was times I wanted to give up, but he was faithful. I was one of the most violentest people that walked the streets. And he chose me. I'm here to tell you he's faithful. And he, he, and he is who he say he is. Because some, sometimes our relationships this way affect us this way. The hurt is too many wounded Christians. How you heal? You just, here's the word of God. He already spoke. I feel like this. I just hold on to the word. I keep responding to what he said already. It's a Bible full of everything. If you deal with anger, jealousy, low self, it's a verse for everything. And you just got to learn that by holding on to the word, it heals the wound. It just starts closing up. But we got a lot of wounded Christians. But I'm here today to tell Appleton Life Church, you can trust them. Who said that, uh, David? It was good for me that I was afflicted. Paul? No, that was David. <laughs> It's just in my spirit. Y'all know that verse. It's good to me. You know, everybody, look, David, he was king, but he had to go right back to the field. I'm just putting this in your heart. This is how it works. John was the greatest man born of women, but he was in the desert first. Soon as Jesus was anointed, God sent him right in the desert. Moses, right in the desert. Abraham, leave your country. <laughs> What? <laughs> Go to a theater. What? We have a church in a theater? Then you're looking at all the other churches. Nope, there's enough water. I shouldn't be looking at other churches. Listen, this is God is moving. I ain't got to worry about what's the numbers, what they doing in Germantown. Why we ain't got no building yet? Nope, God is moving. This is good for you. Now let's pray together. Father, I just want to say thank you. And, and, and this, with messages like this, listen, it's easy to believe. But when we came upon salvation, he said, yet to all those who, who believed on him, yet to all those who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. And it's time out just for just believing itself. God is saying today we have to receive. Because when you receive something, guess what? It's what? It's yours. Lord, don't let none of us walk away 
the same. Thank you for the desert. Thank you for the things we don't understand. Because all things that the word says all things work together for the good for them that love the Lord have been called according to his purpose. So we respect things that I don't understand because the word said it. We just take him at his word and we don't look at circumstances. You can look at the news, man. We can go off that and get scared. But we know that Jesus is in total control. All the shootings that's taking place. And I decided with my wife last night, I'm still in prayer. The Lord is here. I said, Lord, we got to get the gospel out. We got to come out of routine. Y'all got to respect this movie theater and get as many people as you can to get here because of the times. We can't, we can't forget the why. People are dying. And, and we, we are the solution. The church is the, respond, the, the solution, the, the aftercare. It's bigger than the, this theater. It's bigger than Life Church. God is building the kingdom. If anybody needs to repent right now, it's time to repent. You've been running your mouth. If your mind's been loose, you've been mad at God. Lord, forgive us. Because the reason why I say forgive us, because we're a body. It's four campuses, it's four locations, but it's one church. Forgive us. Some of us understood, Father, but some of us didn't. Lord, please forgive us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Brother Robert. Let me thank Pastor Robert for bringing the word today. Powerful message, powerful encouragement, exhortation to live in expectancy of God doing what he says he will because of who he is. Um, we're going to ask the ushers to s start preparing as we uh, move in our service to worship through our tithes and offerings. Uh, visitors, guests, this is, this is family business. We're not expecting you to, to give anything today. Regular attenders, we've got this, uh, the red card, the next steps card. And it looks like this. This is actual size. You're going to want to unfold that. Uh, fill that out. If God moved on you today, that you want to take next steps, if you want information about missions trips, if you want to go, we're going to see uh, a video about some people who, who went. They heard the call to go, and they went. 
If you, if you have given your life to Jesus and you have not been baptized in water as a believer, then you just you mark that on your, on your card. If you want to be involved in a life group, if you want to get plugged in into community, if you need a life change, life change happens in, in circles, not rows. That's where community happens. This is all, this is all great, but, and we're all looking the same direction, and we're pulling the same direction, but when we're, uh, when we're here and when we're in ministry, but when we're in life together, that's where life change happens. If you've if you got a baby you, and it's time for baby dedication, sign up. Sign up. Uh, and then un- there under other, if you're going to join us in 21 days of prayer and fasting, if you're going to hunger for God and say, God, I hunger for you more than I hunger for these other things, then mark that other and say, tw- just put 21 days on there. And, and then when the uh, offering bucket comes by during the video, you drop that in there. So offering is our, our time of worship where we, we bring to God in obedience what he first gave us. And we say, God, you can do more with our 90% than we can do with our 100%. And this is, the, this is the kind of math that doesn't make sense on paper. And then, uh, God, we have testimony after testimony. I'm a walking testimony of what God does through obedience and the tithe. And then uh, I also want to share the greater, above and beyond the tithe, greater where, where uh, we give, and it goes around the corner and around the world. Uh, can we throw that on the screen Appleton in July gave $3,600, and church-wide total this year. Look at that. All four campuses, nearly half a million dollars. Praise Jesus. This is, this is going out to do God's ministry around the corner and around the world. So uh, as you prepare, uh, uh, we're going to – there are several ways to give. You can give online. Uh, you can drop cash or check in the in the bucket or text, and you'll get some information on how to give. We're going to watch a, a video, and uh, we'll meet right back here to dismiss. I don't know how to throw to that. A few weeks back, I and others from Life Church went on a missions trip to Liverpool, England, which is home of the Beatles. And while we were there, we partnered with a church called Liverpool One to bring Jesus to their community. Here's a message from one of their pastors for Life Church. We just want to say a huge thank you to all of you greater givers at Life Church Wisconsin. It's your generosity that's made it possible that this incredible team could come across to just a tiny church way over on the other side of the globe and serve with us for the time they've been here. They've reached thousands of our local neighborhood. They've told loads of people about the church. They've handed out leaflets. They've cleaned an alleyway and painted an entire wall that's over 200 feet long, which was previously used by drug addicts. They've made such a difference to us and they couldn't have done it if it wasn't for your generosity. So we just want to say thank you to you for everything that you've done and everything that you've given because what you've done is been the hands and feet of Jesus to just a small church like us. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much for giving to Greater and for helping us to reach people with the love of Jesus around the corner and around the world.
want to thank you for joining us today for worship. If something that Pastor Robert preached today spoke to your heart and you want prayer for that, we're going to have prayer partners here up front, just off to the side. We want to thank you for being here, and we will see you next week.